Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the first episode of the podcast called Men Don't Cry. Thank you all for being here. This podcast is near and dear to my heart. Being a man growing up in America. It was hard. And I really want to take note of my privilege before we move on. I'm a straight white male. It's the easiest road to be born into. It was still hard being a man. Still is. And the negative effects of being a man not only affect men, they affect women, they affect children, they affect non-binary people. Because the negative effect on men affects everybody. It's very easy to cast aside a man who cries. Men don't cry. Yet I am here sitting in front of you. You're hearing my voice. And I'm letting you know I cry. And it's hard to cry as a guy. Because emotions from the day we're born are linked to our identity. They are linked to how we matter. And so if we have an emotion, we don't matter. We're inadequate. We're not good enough. And this belief, this communication style that has been so prevalent for years, decades, centuries... It's deteriorating our culture. Society asks men not to cry, to not have emotions. But being a human is having emotions, having thoughts, feelings. How can we ask someone to not be a person? Yet we do. And so men growing up in this, this society, this culture, are constantly being pulled in two different directions. On one hand, we have this desire to be the perfect modeled man that society has constructed over the years for us. That model includes not crying, providing for your family, nut up or shut up. These sayings, these beliefs that are actually toxic, that teach men they aren't allowed to feel what they feel. And if you do feel what you feel, you're inadequate. You're not worthy. And that's the other side of that pull I was just talking about. 
one side is wanting to be the perfect man, but the other one is just being a fucking person. Being a person, you are going to get sad. You're going to get happy. You're going to be remorseful. You're going to have sorrow. You're going to have joy. You're going to have elated experiences. But growing up as a man, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to have these humanistic emotions. So this pole leaves the identity in the middle. One side, you want to be the perfect man. The other side, you just want to feel how you're feeling. And a lot of the times, the pull to be the perfect man wins. And when that pull wins, when the pull tells you you can't have emotion, and if you do, you're wrong, you're not good enough, that directly correlates to the other side of that pull. Because now, once you have fallen for that belief, once you believe that that is how your worth is measured, anytime you have an emotion that isn't anger, I'll repeat that again. Anytime a man has an emotion that is not anger, that identity is threatened. Men don't cry. If you want to cry, you're not a man. That's fucked up. I'm a sensitive, sensitive person. I'm a big guy. And so many times my sensitivity has been used and thrown back into my face and I've been told, hey, you're not allowed to feel like that. So it left me in a position, I'm not supposed to feel like this, but I do. And instead of realizing when I was younger, which how could I, how could anybody, without realizing that the system, the culture, the systemic pressure, that's what's wrong. That's where it's wrong. Not that men have feelings, that's not wrong. That should be celebrated. And in reality, it shouldn't be celebrated because it shouldn't be a good thing to have feelings. But for men, it is. It's a good thing to have these feelings. It's just our mental health suffers when we do. As a man who has fought and does fight depression, it's hard opening up about that. So many people are sad. So many people have anxiety. So many people have turmoil that sits within their chest that just eats away at their soul. And all of these are presented as anger. Anger is a blanketed emotion. What is that anger covering up? What is that anger protecting us from? And a lot of the time with men, that anger is protecting us from sadness. Being able to admit you're sad as a man is rare.
there's a pop punk song I can't remember the the name of the band it might have been sorority noise I think it is but this song ends with just a single line being repeated over and over and over again and it sends chills through my bones and it's this male singer screaming I'm fucking sad I'm fucking sad I'm fucking sad and that hit me hard because when he's singing this it sounds like anger but he's not angry he's fucking sad and sadness is a very hard emotion to deal with when you're never given tools or skills to deal with it. The main skill we're given dealing with our sadness is to be angry. You can't be sad, you have to be angry. More common to see an angry guy than a sad guy. But I guarantee you a lot of those angry guys are sad. They hurt. They have pain. And it's a disservice that we do to ourselves to not allow ourselves to feel this pain, not to get to know it. We need to invite our anxieties and our pain over. We need to get to know them. Because when we hold out and we give them the power of, hey, I can't even think about that. I don't even want to talk about that. All of a sudden, we don't have our control. We're making something so formidable when it's not. Part of this podcast, I really hope to bring forth tools and skills that people can use to understand and communicate better with each other, with men. Because toxic masculinity doesn't just affect men, it affects everybody. Toxic masculinity has taught us that you need to be the alpha, you need to be the best of the best. And what coincides with being the best of the best is not feeling and not crying. And when you're taught not to feel or cry, there's a direct relationship to how we're gonna handle other people's emotions. So for example, if someone who has toxic masculinity is in a relationship and they upset their partner, they hurt their feelings, and that partner tries to bring it up, but the guy gets so angry, so mad, that the partner's hurt Is that anger really at the partner? No. The anger comes forth because that's all we're taught. That's all we know to answer emotion with. So if someone we love comes forth with emotion, it's gonna be easy for men to get angry. Because that's how we're taught. And this anger does not translate well to others. 
Some men are fixers. When there's a problem in the relationship, they just want to fix it. Because having that problem is so painful. And it hurts. It hurts to know if you've hurt the person you love. And it hurts to know that something you've done has caused pain. And when that pain is brought forth from our partner, we can't sit with it. Have to get angry. Because if you're angry enough, things go away. And in the short scheme of things, if you're angry enough and things go away, that means you fix the problem. Because it's not happening anymore. But if someone is getting so angry each time their partner brings up an emotion or a feeling, and they get angry, even though that anger might be used to try to fix the situation, to remedy the hurt, It leads people into a conditioned response of not wanting emotions for fear of the anger. And it's this perpetual cycle that we all live in of fearing how we feel and fearing how we make others feel. And this cycle is never ending and it keeps happening. And then eventually you see a marriage that's gone 30, 40 years where the guy is just so angry, shuts the wife down instantly. It's a pattern that has been developing. No one deserves to be told how to feel or to be told what not to feel. And the way we communicate with others is a direct relationship with how we commu communicate with ourselves. If you're mean to yourself, you're going to be mean to others. And vice versa. If you're nice to yourself, you'll be nice to others. And growing up as men, we can't be nice. Because every time you're nice, it's a sign of weakness. If you're nice, it means you're not serious. If you're nice, it means it's not that bad. And that directly translates into how we speak to ourselves. Excuse me. We don't think it's that bad when we ourselves feel it we discredit everything we're going through we're saying it's not okay to have those feelings let's shut those down let's bury them let's get so angry that this situation never happens again so we never have to deal with it but that's a short-term fix it's like putting a band-aid over a big cut. Maybe it stops the bleeding for a little bit, but ultimately you're gonna need stitches. 
And anger is used a lot of the times as a short-term fix. A fix that will allow us to not feel the anxiety, the emotions that we're scared of. And it doesn't make it right, though. Intent does not make things right. And that's why even if I intend to be helpful and I get angry, I am still at fault. Because sometimes that anger exacerbates what's going on. And sometimes that anger leads to the fight not being about what it originally started about. For example, if my wife asks me to do the dishes and I don't do the dishes, and one night she comes to me and says, hey, I want you to do dishes. Why are you doing these dishes? Which is valid. Instinctually, I'm gonna get angry and just go do the damn dishes. Because in my mind, however my wife is feeling, I can squash it with anger, with fixing. Okay, I didn't do the dishes, fine, I'll go do the dishes. Dishes are done, boom, fight is still happening. Are the dishes really what the fight was about? No. The fight is about not being heard, not being respected, not being able to feel the way someone feels. If we treat everything with anger, it conditions others in our life to not feel the way they wanna feel because the anger is so prominent that that is what is used as the deterrent. Fuck, I'm not gonna feel that way because I don't want dad to get angry. I'm not going to feel that way because I don't want so-and-so to get angry. And it constantly leads, again, on a perpetual cycle of just succumbing to these toxic and negative viewpoints that don't help anybody except the insecure men who created them. It's my opinion that the strength isn't from not talking. The strength comes from talking about it. Because our whole life we're told we're weak if we talk. But then why is it so hard to talk? If someone's weak, they're not gonna do the hard thing. They're gonna follow the path of least resistance. And the path of least resistance when you're a man and it comes to emotions is to just not have any. To just be angry. And that's viewed as strength, not talking. But not talking is easier than talking. That's why I think it takes strength and courage and bravery to broach these topics that we need to bring up. Because a lot of the time, these topics we need to talk about would be healing. But to heal, you have to first acknowledge that there was pain. 
If there was no pain, you can't heal. So if you want to heal, that means you have to acknowledge there's pain. And a lot of the times that acknowledgement, that ability to say, hey, there is pain. To me, that's what's strength. That's power right there. Because you're doing something that makes you uncomfortable. Because you're admitting you need to heal. You're admitting that something is wrong and something hurts and you don't want to feel like this anymore. Strength is not compliance. And not talking about your feelings is compliance. Strength is that integrity of doing what you need to do. Of being the person you need to be no matter what. And there are a lot of people who will never stop being angry, never stop being toxic with their masculinity. And that's unfortunate. And I'm hoping through this podcast, through those of you listening, the relationship we will build, I'm hoping that we can start a movement or add to the growing movement that it's okay for men to cry. It's okay to be sad. What's not okay is blaming people for how they feel, which is ultimately what this whole thought process has developed. Blaming people for how they act and how they react and who they are. And that's not fair. Thank you all for being here today. This was the first episode of Men Don't Cry. If you liked it and would like more, please hit that follow and subscribe button. I appreciate every single one of you. And just keep in mind, strength comes from talking. Strength does not come from compliance. We're here the compliance is burying and not even acknowledging feelings. I hope you all have a great day. And if you're going through some struggles, I really hope the light is at the end of the tunnel for you. And if you're at that light and you've made it through Make sure you remember how dark that passage was because not many people, not everyone, makes it to the light. Thank you.